0: What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orrico. You can find me on Twitter at orrico 99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. We're still posting content over there, pickups of the day, these podcasts, a couple of articles as well that have come out this week to help you guys over the final stretch of your fantasy baseball season. So make sure you guys are checking those out. Go to sportsethos.com as we start to slowly transition into our other sports, basketball, namely, and football as well, and even hockey. We got hockey rankings up on the website, Fantasy Hockey. I know it's probably not a lot of you, but our, our new Fantasy Hockey podcast host, uh, who's also named Joe, he has released some Fantasy Hockey rankings. I'm not sure how deep he went, but I was taking a look at them, and it's pretty cool just to seeing all the different sports we got up on the website at this point. So make sure you guys are checking it out at sportsethos.com. Now today, we're going to talk about some pitcher streams for the next couple of days. Sunday is in flux. I'm going to talk about that more on social media as we get confirmation Saturday and maybe even into Sunday about who's pitching on the last day of the season. Because as of right now, there's no actual list. Or there's a couple listed starters for Sunday, but that could all change depending on if teams clinch what and whatnot. I mean, there's some teams like if Oakland lists a guy for Sunday, it's probably not going to change, but... Generally speaking, there's a lot in flux right now, so we'll have to revisit that uh, over the weekend on social. So go follow me at joearico 99 We'll be talking about that on Saturday and Sunday. This one is going to be kind of interesting because my, I believe it was my dog. I don't know how else it would have happened. Broke the tripod on my microphone that I used to record here. So I'm holding it with my left hand. And I'm kind of using uh, my right hand to look at phone and uh, at, phone, at my phone here for some notes that I have and also to use uh, the mouse on the computer. So it's a little bit interesting today. I do not have the same mobility I usually do. But we're going to talk about some weekend pitching streamers. Got two for today. I got four for tomorrow and then two for Saturday. Again, like I said, Sunday we will revisit because things will change. Let's start off with Sawyer Gibson Long. Everybody's made the joke already. It does sound like the worst law firm in the entire world. But regardless, he's pitched 15 innings this season. Very small sample size, three five inning outings, 20 strikeouts with a 240 ERA and a 1.07 whip. He gets Kansas City. Kansas City is not a particularly scary team. I know that they went through Houston pretty handily recently. That's not going to scare me away from using streamers against Kansas City. They're still not a very strong offense. They're not a team that I'm looking at as, oh, no, you can't stream them because of Kansas City. Like, no, that's not how it works. They're still a piss-poor team, and I think you can definitely exploit them uh, with Sawyer Gibson-Long in a strong matchup here against the Tigers. He's been fantastic. He had that 11-strikeout game against the Angels. He was also very solid against Oakland and Chicago, and I wouldn't expect 11 strikeouts, but I think you could probably see between 6 and 8 kind of range for him against the Kansas City team that's, like I said, really not putting out their best lineups. They weren't putting out their best lineups even on April 1st. So this is a team that I'm very comfortable streaming against. Gibson Long is going up in terms of roster percentages. He's up to 44 right now. He was only 34 last week, and it's just going to continue to climb uh, before his start. So make sure you guys are grabbing him if you're listening today in your daily change leagues. I guess it's all daily change leagues at this point. David Peterson is the other guy for tonight. I've been a pretty big fan of David Peterson these last couple of years, and though the results have not been what we were hoping for. But still, generally, he has been pretty good. His last start against Philly wasn't amazing. He did strike out seven batters, though. Uh, he did give up, I think it was four runs, but it's still giving you strong strikeout numbers, 29 of them over the last 19 innings, 120 Ks over 104 innings on the season. Pretty good matchup against Miami. They are fighting for their playoff lives, but it really... Uh, I, I'm not really so sure if Miami is going to end up sneaking in there or not. They're one of those teams that it's going to be like last day of the season kind of thing. They're currently in a tie with the White Sox for that last wild card spot. They're not a team that particularly scares me, though. There are, you know, places in that lineup that can't hurt you. Of course, Berger can hurt you. Soler can hurt you. But as a whole, another team that's not really that scary. I think David Peterson is a pretty good streaming option if you are looking for strikeouts in particular. Also, I think a decent chance of a victory if he's able to go five innings. Not that the Mets have been great, but the Marlins, there's just something about them. I don't know. They're not a great team. They're really not. This time of year, it's more about gut feel than anything else. You can look at the stats and point to this and that and the other. It's really too small of a sample size to say that anything is going to happen based on, oh, well, he was trending this way this year, so this is going to happen in the last start. Like, you just can't really do that this time of year. I'm not a big Marlins fan. I don't think that they're – I mean, I tweeted out yesterday how great I think their rotation is, and I ended up pissing off a lot of fan bases uh, in the process. I think that they have the best rotation in baseball when everybody's healthy, arguably, arguably. uh, But their lineup does not really scare me. I'm pretty happy to use David Peterson tonight as a streamer. Let's move to Friday. Let's start with Cal Quantrill. Definitely not somebody that – like, it's probably my least favorite of this whole group because Cal Quantrill is rather unspectacular, if I'm going to (laughs) be kind about it. He's not a great pitcher. He's had a pretty decent run as of late, his last 27 and two-thirds over the last month, have resulted in a 1.95 ERA and a 1.16 whip. He can go out there, and I'm not going to say like dominate, but he can go and be pretty strong, give you a pretty strong outing. Uh, it's not going to be strikeout-wise, but it's going to be probably more in terms of your ratios and hoping for a victory against Detroit. Not a great team. It's kind of a toss-up between those two at this point. Cleveland's a better team. I think they're going to be more likely to win. I'm not really adding Quantrill for the specific victory, though. I'm looking for him more as a ratio kind of reducer. I know this year he hasn't really been that 513 ERA, 145 whip, but more looking at the recent trends in the matchup. He's not somebody I love. Like, he's probably the weakest pitcher that I'm going to talk about today, but he's still somebody that I think can have some viability, specifically in your deeper leagues. You're looking for a little bit of help with your ratios. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta is the next up here. He's been incredible. I tweeted this out the other day that he is one of like six, I think it was six pitchers who have a 30% strikeout rate or better over 120 plus innings. 173 Ks in 135 innings, 425 ERA, 116 whip for the season. That's really good. If you look at the last month, 308 ERA, 0.91 whip. He's been excellent. There's no two ways about it. Nick Pavetta has been excellent. And I think even though he's facing a fairly tough Baltimore team, Baltimore doesn't really have much to play for at this point. They're two and a half games up on the division. I don't think they've actually mathematically clinched it, but I think it's a pretty strong likelihood that they are going to take the division. Depends what happens over that final weekend series uh, where Toronto will be playing uh, Tampa and Boston will be playing the, the Orioles. I think it's a foregone conclusion that, well, they've already made the playoffs, but it looks like the division is locked up as well. I don't know if we're going to be seeing the A-team go out there from the Orioles. So I think that on top of Pavetta being really, really good this season, especially as of late, you're probably not going to be going out there and facing the best that they have to offer. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Rutschman and Henderson and Mullins, whoever, get a day off, uh, a couple days off maybe even to end the regular season. So we'll have to see there. But regardless, even if they send out a full, proper lineup, Nick Pavetta has been getting it done. I have no problem adding him. He's 50% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, right on the bunny, 50%. If you are going to be finding him, it's kind of a toss-up at this point, but I would take a look and see because I think he is one of the more viable options that we have this weekend. Chase Silseth is going to be coming back into the rotation. This one can be a little bit tricky when a guy is coming uh, back off of an injury into the rotation, but there's a couple things. It was a concussion. It wasn't his arm. It wasn't his elbow, shoulder, whatever. It was a concussion, so uh, he's not going to need to have built himself back up after, you know, let's say it was an elbow or something. He hasn't been gone for that long. It's been, uh, what was it, August 26th. It's not that long of a time off where I think he is going to be really limited so much. I mean, maybe they don't push him all the way, but this past weekend uh, he threw 60 pitches in his rehab start, so I will – have to assume that you're going to be able to get like 80 pitches out of him could very easily get five innings in a victory he's facing oakland he's facing the athletics and he's 13 percent rostered it's more of an opportunity stream i don't love silseth i think he's a pretty good pitcher but this is more of an opportunity to face a bad team who is not playing for anything they haven't been playing for anything since really last season but they truly have thrown in the towel silseth there's a decent chance you're able to get five innings with seven strikeouts and nowhere in runs against. I think that there's – I mean, that's probably the best-case scenario. But I don't think that that's that unlikely against this horrible Oakland team. We saw Chase Silseth do some pretty nice things before he got hurt. And now, you know, it's kind of just – he's at 13% roster. People have forgotten about him. But in a matchup against Oakland to end the season, that's something that I think is very attractive. So take a look and see. He's probably available. I think that there may uh, – I think it makes decent sense to take a look at him, at least as a potential streamer here. Nick Martinez is the last guy for Saturday. Nick Martinez, I don't think he's amazing, but he's actually been really good this year. 98 Ks in 105 innings, a 3.59 ERA, 128 whip. His last couple of appearances have both been great. Three innings against Oakland that were shutout, and then four innings against St. Louis uh, well, about a week ago now, which was also shutout. Now, he's going to be getting the start. Maybe he only goes four or five innings, but it's a very strong matchup against a poor White Sox team. Go and take a look and see if you can find him. 17% roster. The White Sox are an absolute dumpster fire. I happened to tune into a game the other night, the White Sox. I was only literally for a few minutes. Uh, who were they playing now? Was it Arizona? I think it was the Arizona game. Holy shit. Like, they are just a mess. They are just awful. There is nothing going their way at this point of the season. They don't care. And I think Nick Martinez, even if he's only given you four innings, it could be a very strong stream to help you reduce your ratios, give you some Ks. He has been decent uh, with the strikeouts, about a strikeout per inning. So there's a lot to like with Nick Martinez in a good matchup there against the White Sox for Saturday. Two guys on Sunday, and I really like both of these guys. Edward Cabrera is the first one. He was one of my kind of misses coming into the season. I thought Edward Cabrera was going to get Cy Young votes. I thought he was going to be dominant and breakthrough this year and all that. Didn't really happen. We've seen it at, uh, at times. He's been very good. He has a good strikeout rate. The walks are always too high. But a 422 ERA, 141 whip, it's not exactly what I was hoping for. Since he's come back, he's been really, really good. We are looking over the last month, 19 innings at a 189 ERA and a 116 whip. 22Ks in those 19 innings. He's going deep enough into games to win. The last time it was five innings, five and a third the previous time. There was also some relief appearances now he gets Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a great opportunity here to stream against because they suck. That's what comes down to most of these, these streaming options that I am talking about. You are getting these guys who are relatively free, less than 50% rostered, <coughs> and they're facing terrible teams. It doesn't come down to a, a hell of a lot of analysis that has to go into it in terms of an Edward Cabrera stream. He is an easy one for me. He has been great recently. Terrible, terrible matchup, and his team is fighting for the playoffs. So... Yes, Edward Cabrera, he might be the top of the pile for me. He can, he's close, anyway. The next guy we're going to talk about actually could be as well. Sunday is the day that I really, really, or excuse me, Saturday. Saturday is the day that I really like for streaming here. Um, I, I might have mixed up the days there. The Friday is the day with Quantrill and Pavetta and Silt Seth and Martinez. Saturday is with Edward Cabrera and this other guy we are going to talk about, Christopher Sanchez. Where the hell did Christopher Sanchez come from, and why did we not draft him more coming into the season? I wish I had him on a couple of those deeper league teams. his (coughs) His last time out was seven strong innings, two run ball, 10 Ks against the Mets. He also recently had a 10 strikeout performance against the Braves. Now, I had someone point out to me that he might not go so deep. He might be used as more of an opener, a four or five inning guy. I'm fine using him, even if it's a five-inning situation with Sanchez. He's been so dominant. The Mets are just such a shit show at this point. They're not playing for anything. They don't really care. I think Christopher Sanchez is maybe my, probably not my favorite, but like he's top two or three favorite from this list. It's the matchups, right? It really comes down to matchups and recent performance, and he's got both of those working for him. Two of his last three starts have been double-digit Ks. You've got to look at that, and especially when you think he did it against the Atlanta Braves. That's remarkable that he was able to do that. Even if he's only able to go four innings or five innings, keep him sharp for the playoffs or whatever, I do think that he is a great streamer. Just to recap it one more time, for tonight, Thursday, Sawyer Gibson-Long versus Kansas City, David Peterson versus Miami. Those are for Thursday. For tomorrow, Friday, Cal Quantrill at Detroit, Nick Pavetta at Baltimore, Chase Silseth-Home versus Oakland, and then Nick Martinez at the White Sox. That is for Friday, and then for Saturday, Edward Cabrera at the Pirates and Christopher Sanchez at the Mets. We will talk on Twitter over the weekend as Sunday starters are confirmed and changed around, and there's there's going to be some movement. That's why we're not really getting into it today. But go ahead and follow me over on Twitter at joeorico 99 We will get more into it there. Ethos Fantasy BB is where you get all of these new posts. Any of our new baseball content is shared out from there as well. And sportsethos.com is the website for you guys to check out all of our great Great content across all the major sports. We have a draft tracker now for NBA, for fantasy basketball. If you guys are doing your drafts, you can put in your draft into our tracker. It'll help you, you know, to, <laughs> to track it. You know, <laughs> the name is right there. Uh, it'll help you keep track of what categories you are strong in. You've drafted seven players, and it says, well, your light in free throw percentage and your light and assists. Well, it, it'll help you and help you build the best team you possibly can. Uh, It's great technology. I've looked at it myself. It is a lot of fun to go in there. Even if you're just doing a mock draft, go try it out with a mock draft and see how it works out for you before you get into the the big money drafts, the home leagues, or whatever it is. It's a great tool that you guys can check out at sportsethos.com. Tomorrow, we are going to just look kind of forward and backward. We're going to look at the season as a whole to some extent. We'll also talk about some news. If there's breaking big news of the day, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but we're going to start to generally look back on the season as a whole. Tomorrow's the last in-season show of the year, so I really want to thank all of you for being around. I hope I was able to help you guys out. hope I didn't hurt your teams too much uh, this season. If you followed along with our streamer picks, I think you did probably fairly well. Um, that has kind of been the case for the last couple months. We've been pretty good with our weekend streamers. But regardless, I will leave you guys there. Once again, Joel Rico 99 if you have any questions. We'll be back again tomorrow. But until then, take care. Have a great night.